from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You're also hanging out with us here on video, Facebook Live, facebook.com backslash live now dt, so you can watch and listen. It's internet TV and internet radio, and guess what that means, folks? It means anywhere in the world, not just in central and upstate New York, but literally anywhere you are, we are with you. And that's the beauty of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora as we've constantly gone through progression and evolution with this show. And I want to thank you for your support with that and all the, you know, everything that people have done to help make this possible has been a beautiful thing to be able to see you in the morning and be able to talk with you in the morning, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And with that being said, we have Clay Sherman on the broadcast with us this morning. I'm going to give him a little bit of an extra intro. I, I like to do that here on the broadcast, and I know that I got a lot of humble people that normally when I when I do these intros, they kind of just sit back and, you know, they they, uh, they don't take a lot of credit for it, but they deserve it. And so, you know, to kind of start things off with Clay, you know, this, this is a human being that showed up at one of my events when I had Coach Q, and we were doing trivia. We had Coach Q before that. And he showed up with his uh, with his fa- soon to be father in law, and we were hanging out and just kind of talking and, and going over some stuff. And, and I met him, and he said, "You know, I'm taking over this team. Brian and Stratton just got their men's team, which I had known with Danny Frasina. And he's like, "You know, we're going to have a women's team there, and I'm going to be the first head coach. And I wanted to meet Coach Q, and I want to put myself out in the community and do whatever I can to to help out and whatnot." and just really was supportive from day zero. He's like, I checked out your work. I checked out your stuff, uh, supported what I did. I, I had no idea. And just like Clay, you know, it, it humbles you a lot when you hear somebody say, hey, I listen to your show or I watch every morning or I, I heard this or I saw you in the community. Makes you feel like what you're doing in life, you know, something, something good's coming through and something good's happening. So Clay's first impression as far as, as I'm concerned was this guy that's just hungry, he's in the community, he wants to help, and he cares a lot, extremely humble person, hardworking guy, and somebody who appreciates life for what it is because he knows the bigger picture. So with all of that being said, when he told me he was taking over a program, any anybody that's willing to come out, spend their own time, precious time, to come sit and watch a show that we're doing and we hadn't even met yet, you know, and then he said, hey, you know, would you support this or would you be there? There's no question. You know, as, as long as Clay Sherman is coaching anything or anywhere, he's got my support. And with that being said, like I said before, just like his first name tells you, he can mold this program into anything he wants it to, just like Clay, as it is in its first season. Brian and Stranton Syracuse has a women's basketball team now for the first time ever. And they've started off their season with the first few games. And Clay is their first ever head coach, and he's the only person that can ever say that. So with that being said, I welcome him into the show, and I want to thank him so much, uh, more than anything else, for bringing me into his life, into Kate's life, and, and of course, into his his uh, father-in-law-to-be's life, because there's been a lot of 
amazing moments that have come from that that are well beyond the sport of basketball. So with that being said, let's bring him in. Clay, how are we doing today? How's it going, Dan? Thanks for the great intro, man. I appreciate you having me on this morning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Clay, for you, I, I think it is ironic, but also amazing and, and just really cool that, like I was saying uh, this morning, your name and what you're doing at Brian and Stratton go hand in hand because you're molding a program. What's that like to, to walk into a building and there's no blueprint, there's nothing out there? Like, you're the guy that's making the blueprint. You're the guy that's making the program. How cool is that? Because only one person can say that when it comes to something like this. Honestly, it's it's amazing. You know, you talked about how I came out to your show, and that was way back in, I believe it was February or possibly the first week of March. And, you know, at that time, I had just started really talking to recruits. And, you know, I didn't have anyone committed yet. And I didn't have anything like that. And then, you know, you go through the full progress of recruiting athletes and getting out and, you know, meeting coaches to where we are now. Now we have 12 student athletes. Um, We're four games into a season. Um, We just got our first win in program history. So just being part of that whole progression from literally scratch to, you know, what I, I believe is a very talented team that's now we're focused on culture and getting chemistry and understanding roles and, you know, we just got that first taste of success and just, you know, it's just, it's an amazing experience and it's, you know, a very exciting time. Yeah. And, you know, and for you to go through that, like you said, when we met, you know, you just kind of starting off the recruiting process, didn't have anybody, you know, set up there yet. Bring me through the recruiting process of, of trying to get athletes to come play for a program that never existed before. You know, they can't ask you how many wins have you had? How successful have you been? You know, what about this and what about that? Because it's a new program. So how did you sell Brian and Stratton? How did you, you know, find a way to appeal to the people that are out there? Yeah, um, I really focused on, you know, of course, the type of school that we are, the small setting, selling that because that definitely benefits a lot of students. But on the basketball side of things is really, you know, being first, selling, being first and being part of the vision and you know, being that first um, team, being part of that first team that gets to build the culture because that's just like a coach where it's exciting to build it. The players are, you know, in 10 years, you're going to look back and be like, that was the first team. They established this program. They set the precedent for how things are going to be done, and they are successful in that very first season. So, you know, really selling the excitement around um, building a program from scratch. You know, and for you speaking here with Clay Sherman, the head, the first head coach ever of Brian and Stratton's women's basketball team, you spoke about getting that first victory, and you just got that here in you know your first uh, official home game of the season, and you won that ninety-two to sixty-two over Albany College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Bring me into that because you know th- this this was a big game for you, a, a big time opportunity to you know to do something special and really have something uh you know in your history go your way and and you know you had said that to to get that first win and to have that opportunity your home opener it's it's that's it's got to be something truly amazing it's the first ever game you get to play in your community that's considered your home game and you get a victory so bring me into that because it would have been great just to officially jump things off at home in and of itself on your court but you got to do it to a victory as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, the first few games, we were definitely competitive. Um, 
you know, our first game of the season, we went up to OCC, who, as you know, is, you know, a fantastic program that's been around for a while. Coach Wheeler does a great job, you know, coaching his girls up, recruiting locally and getting a lot of talent up there. Um, you know, we went there, we competed. Um, we lost by 12, like I said, but we didn't come, come away with a win. And then, um, you know, the next game we played, you know, same sort of thing. We competed. We fell a little short, and we really felt like as a team that we could have won that game. And then, um, you know, we went out to Buffalo, played a very strong team, and, you know, we lost that game as well. So starting off the season, season um, losing three games in a row kind of made us self-reflect a little bit because we know we're talented. We know we have, you know, what it takes to win basketball games. We know that. So we kind of had to go back to the drawing board as a team and say, all right, what aren't we doing? And, you know, we kind of came to a conclusion. We, I met with my captains, and then, you know, we talked as a team. It was just kind of, you know, the first game, we played very well. We were competitive because we had great energy. We were excited on the bench. We were engaged. Everyone was involved. We were cheering. And then we lost that first game and went into the second game a little deflated because we were expecting to win, which is great. But at the same time, when, you, when we hit that adversity, we have to understand that, you know, a new day, a new opportunity, refocus when you get that next game. And, you know, so after losing the first three games, we went back to the drawing board, you know, kind of talked about, listen, it's a first-year program. We have to work on chemistry. We have to work on culture. And we also have to remember that we have 10 true freshmen that were the best players at their high school team that now have to accept the roles and embrace those roles. So the night before um, we played Albany Pharmacy, um, we actually, you know, we finished practice a little early, but the girls wanted to stay. We stayed like 40, 40 minutes longer than usual because they wanted to work on their pregame introductions. They wanted to work on running out, how they were going to run out of the locker rooms and stuff like that. And we had a lot of fun with it, a lot of laughs. And, you know, we just had a great energy approaching that first game, approaching our home opener. And, you know, you watch the game, the introductions, everyone's, you know, really excited. And as we start to play the game, defensive intensities through the roof the girls on the bench are getting up getting excited cheering for their teammates and then you know you had that type of type of engagement on the bench when those girls get their opportunity they step on the court and they make an impact so i think you know a big credit to just our team chemistry in that game playing together coming in focused ready to have fun and you know it, it translated to, to a big win for our program yeah and you know and speaking here once again with clay sherman of the Brian and Stratton Bobcats uh, women's basketball team in their first ever season in their history of existence and obviously the first ever head coach in Clay Sherman. So you got to get that. Like you said, the energy was great. The feeling was great. You're a young guy. So, you know, when you hit that adversity, you hit that wall right away. You know, you come out, you play your first game and, you know, and these young women are, are expecting to win. They're expecting to get it done. I mean, nobody walks into a game thinking, hey, we're going to lose this game. So they go in, they're feeling good, and, and they hit that wall. You lose that first one to Onondaga Community College by 12, as you had stated, 76 to 64 on the road. And so you got you to find a way back. You, speak with me about finding your voice, you know, finding that that thing that works because there's a lot of people that can say that they're coaches, right? They go and they coach something, but there's being a coach and there's being a, a true leader. What can you say about finding your voice and, and maybe the time that it took to do that and just your take on that, you know, finding, finding your voice to be a coach 
on this team and to be a leader. How did you find that voice? Are you still finding it? Just what you can say about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely still finding it as a young coach. And it's something that I'm trying to prove every single day. But I think my success in, in that, um, my success in that has just came from my passion about basketball, about this group, about these girls, about helping them, whether it's, you know, in the classroom, if, you know, they're not feeling well, um, just my passion across the board. I think they really understand that, yes, I'm a basketball coach, um, but I'm here to help them, you know, take their, their lives to the next level. Um, and on the basketball side of things, they know every single practice, I'm ecstatic. I lo- I'm super enthusiastic. I love to be there. And, you know, they know that I truly want to be there. I want to push them to be better um, basketball players, student athletes, and people. And I think, you know, that's been really where it starts in terms of having my voice and that kind of, you know, the fact that they know I truly care allows them to listen a little better than if they were questioning that. Yeah, you know, and you're 25 years old. I mean, you're you're a young man in this thing. So, you know, do you feel like you have to almost command the respect a different way and whatnot because you're younger, because you're more close in age. I mean, is it is it a positive to be closer in age? Because obviously age is something that you can't stop. You're going to get older eventually as a coach, but is it a positive to be younger and closer to the age of the players? Or is it something that you have to kind of jump over? You know, I, I think it can definitely be a positive and a negative. Um, you know, it, as a negative, I guess just like you're saying, like just kind of finding that voice it does make it a little more challenging. But at the same time, kind of like I said, once they understood the passion behind what I do and why I'm doing it, it was easy to kind of reel them in, in a sense. And all right, coach is here for us. Like we're going to listen, we're going to respect him. And then, you know, at the same time, it's definitely a positive because, you know, I'm able to understand and relate to them, you know, a little different way because I'm really not too much older and I kind of you know, I just can kind of understand certain situations. I can kind of see it through their lens. So, you know, it's definitely, you know, a positive and a negative. Um, but I think definitely mostly positive right now. And as far as the team, you know, for you, now that you're a few games in here, the jitters, do they go away? I mean, do you still do you still feel them? Are you always going to feel them? You know, some coaches say that. And, you know, I said it. I was away from this show for a day. You know, I, I took Veterans Day off. It's a holiday, and I never took holidays off, and now I do because I think everybody should be able to enjoy some time with, with family, with loved ones and whatnot. So I step away, and this morning I was itching at it. I couldn't wait to get up. You would have thought that this was like the first week I've ever been a broadcaster. So do you get those jitters before every game? I mean, is that kind of your MO that you, that you always get those butterflies, or are you different? Do those go away? I definitely definitely get them on game day um you know i definitely have that excitement that jitters um but you know once once the ball is tipped that kind of turns into a focus on you know what we're doing and you know kind of demonstrating that excitement through through enthusiasm to get the girls motivated and pumped up but i actually i'm a big mint guy so on game days you know that's kind of my thing when i have those jitters i'm I go through a full thing of mints in, in a single day. Because I'm just, I just, you know, I just keep popping them throughout the day just to kind of, I don't know, it's just, it kind of happened when I started head coach in high school. And I, you know, it's kind of been my thing since. So that's, that's my thing. So you're, so what type of mints? What's the flavor? Um, the ones I have in my pocket right now are 
just breath savers protect peppermint. Okay. Um, a sugar-free mint, but I honestly experiment with everything because I I, <laughs> I honestly eat them so much. <laughs> so I mean, do you do you have a favorite? Do you have like because some people are you know superstitious and whatever? Do you have to have like spearmint on away games or something like? I mean, do you have anything like that? Um, honestly, I haven't got into it like that, but okay. um, you know, I prefer like a peppermint. Okay. I prefer peppermint. I also like to have them while I'm drinking coffee too, kind of at the same time to give the coffee kind of like a peppermint taste to it. So you're like always in the holiday spirit in a way then, I guess. Oh yeah. Cause you I got know. peppermint coffee going on, which is, I mean that some people pay top dollar to start for Starbucks to do that. So all you got to do is drop one of your breath savers into your coffee. You're good to go. But, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but here with uh, Clay Sherman this morning, Clay, I want to speak with you on the roster here, you know, we're, we're taking a look at, at this roster this morning, and uh, majority of, of these players are from Brooklyn and the New York City area. We have uh, one player from from uh, Cambria Heights. We have uh, Murphy's from Syracuse, New York, and, and Gabby Bell's from Syracuse as well. Uh, we have a Jamaica, New York, but the majority of this coming from the island and coming from the Brooklyn area. Just just to speak on putting this team together, and I know you spent a lot of time in the New York City area, and just just what you could say about you know how you feel about how you comprise this team and and getting a lot of players from that Brooklyn and, and New York City area. Yeah, um, you know, like you said, I spent a lot of time down in New York City because you know starting a first year program, um, you know, we want. We knew we were going to have to go out there and get after get after numbers in New York City. There's, you know, thousands of basketball players in New York City, and Brooklyn specifically. You know, they're tough. The the, the brand of basketball down there, they get after it defensively. They're physical. You know, they have a tough mentality, and there are just you know a bunch of very good basketball coaches at the high school level down there that, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet and, you know, create great relationships with, which led me to um, recruiting some of their um, girls. But, yeah, Brooklyn, those girls, the girls from Brooklyn are tough, and they get after it, and, you know, that's something we wanted to bring into our program was that defensive intensity, girls that are willing to go out there and compete not only every game but every single practice to earn their spot and push their teammates to be better. Um, But, yeah, I was definitely fortunate. We brought in a lot of talent from the New York City area, um, a couple girls with collegiate playing experience, um, which is definitely super helpful because, you know, they've been part of successful programs and they know what it takes to be successful. And, you know, they've demonstrated both both through their actions and also verbally to the team at times. Listen, like this isn't good enough. So we they lead by example and kind of challenge our teammates to, to pick it up when that's necessary. Yeah, you know, and, and to look at this once again, speaking here with Clay Sherman, the women's basketball head coach at, at Bryan and Stratton, to, you know, look at the the overall sense of this. Like you said, some of them have experience collegiately. For people that don't know, and I know you and I have spoken about it on the show before, but the USCAA, just what you can say about the USCAA and, and you know, kind of the, the mechanics around it because it's a little bit different than NCAA. Yeah, um... So the USCA, it's a dual affiliate between NJCAA and the NCAA. So we're allowed to play both four-year schools and two-year schools because we have those associate degree programs and also the bachelor degree programs. Um, there are, I believe there are around 30 teams in the USCA in the nation um, for women's basketball. At the end of the year, um, the top eight teams get an at-large bid into the national tournament. And 
then during the national tournament, it's a playoff-style tournament, and they compete for a national championship. So to get in that large bid, it's based off your strength of schedule, um, your wins and losses, and then there's a point system that allows you to compete for that at-large bid. And I'd also um, you know, like to take this moment now that we're talking about USCA and the national tournament to give our men's soccer team you know, a big shout-out. They just won the national championship um, for the first time. In the USCIA, they won a national championship when we used to be a Division One junior college. So shout out to Coach Nick Dmitrieski and the men's soccer team um, for their national championship. That's you know an incredible, incredible um, accomplishment. And since day one, Nick's been you know a great leader for me and the rest of our athletic program. And I'd also like to give Alex Grigorita and the women's soccer program big shout out as well um they fell a little short in the national tournament but they had an incredible season they finished the season 14 and 2 and were ranked number one for a majority of the season they had the one seed i believe for the first time in our women's soccer program history going into the tournament so big shout out to them as well yeah you know absolutely to to see all of the success and and everything that that you know brian and stratton's been able to bring forward i mean you're part of this tremendously awesome history in the making and this has got to be so much fun for you like you said you know you're you're calling out to the other teams that are here there's cross-country men's soccer women's soccer and men's and women's basketball right now brian and stratton here in syracuse for you do you get involved with the other coaches kind of get around the other coaches because you're all building something that's new you know what i mean it's it's like Syracuse had that opening day. Lemoyne had an opening day. OCC, Oswego, you know, Cornell, Colgate, Binghamton, whatnot. They all had their opening moments, their opening days. You get to essentially be in these early stages of this athletic department, which has to be tremendous for you. And and do you do you get a sense of that when you walk down the hallways? Do you do the coaches get around each other and kind of, you know, look at each other and realize like you're making you're making something right now. You're going to be the thing that 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, people are going to say, oh, this is where it all started, and you get to be a part of that. Absolutely. And, you know, the coaches, we meet pretty regular um, on a weekly basis. And, you know, Alex and Nick, they've actually they've been around for a little longer. Um, the men's soccer team's been around for a little over 20 years. And Alex, I believe the women's team's been around, um, around for like 10. And they've, like I said, um, from my very beginning, they kind of have the blueprint um, to succeed at this level. They know what they're doing. They know how to recruit at a high level, and they also know how to manage their teams and build them up to be successful. Obviously, they're both, um, you know, national champions and also, you know, top of the country at this level. So, you know, they've shared their experiences and exactly what it takes um, to be successful. And, we, you know, I definitely take their brains and try to apply it and try to, you know, I'm constantly asking them for advice on, you know, just any situation that comes up with my team, within my team. And then, you know, Danny, he was in my shoes last year, um, building his program from the ground up as well. So he shared, you know, Danny and I, obviously basketball coaches, we spend a lot of time together um, between, you know, just planning out games, planning out travels, meals, all that stuff. Um, he's been, you know, extremely helpful for me. Um, just being able to relate where, where I'm at right now because he was here last year and just giving me advice along the way and, you know, it's, it's definitely – there's a great camaraderie between all the coaches and the athletic department at Bryant Stratton. And like you said, it's we're building it up, and this is just the beginning, and it's going to keep growing. So definitely super excited for, for the future here. 
Yeah, you know, and, and it, it is something truly amazing and unique, and it's it's got to be for you, you know, exciting to go to work every day, not just because you love basketball, but because you're building something and you get to do something really special here. So as you go forward here, I know you got a bunch of road games coming up, but, you know, speak about your season and, and you know, how it's kind of, you know, divvied up because you got a bunch of games in November. A lot of those games are on the road. Then you only play a, a very select few right at the beginning of December before break and Christmas and all that good stuff. And then, you know, in January, we'll see you at home. In February, we'll definitely see you at home for the majority of it. Just just how this, this schedule is is kind of divided up and, and how you would describe it, because obviously I want fans to be able to come out and see you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously we had our first four games. We just had our home opener, which is awesome. We had a great turnout. We play our home games over at Bishop Grimes High School. Um, right now we're getting ready. We have a big weekend coming up. Um, we have two games in New York City on Friday and Saturday. So well, that's going to be a fantastic opportunity for, you know, like you mentioned, we have a lot of girls from New York City. Um, so a great opportunity for their families. And, you know, the co- like I mentioned, the coaches that I met to come out, watch our program, um, you know, get to talk to them a little bit, get some potential recruits out there and just demonstrate our brand of basketball down in New York City. Um, we play Bond College and Berkeley College, which are going to be, you know, two competitive games. But, you know, we have our eyes kind of set on first going two and three. And then hopefully we take care of business Friday and Saturday and come back um, to Syracuse 500. Um, and then following that, you know, like you said, we're we're away for the rest of the first semester. Um, and just to kind of speak on that a little bit, it, you know, I kind of talk, we've talked as a team about it. You know, it is a tough schedule for first semester, but, you know, kind of like I mentioned earlier, right now we're focused on chemistry and culture. And this is definitely, there's no doubt about it, you look at the schedule, we're traveling a lot. It's going to test our character as a team. We're going to see adversity. We're going to have to play fatigued. We're going to have to play, you know, after traveling three or four hours. But if we face it with the right mentality and, you know, every night we bring it as a team, we are going to grow from it this semester. We're going to end this semester where we need to be on a character standpoint. And then second semester, we play a lot of games at home, like you mentioned, and that's where we're going to start to really find our rhythm as a team. And we're going to play a lot of big games that truly matter. The Bryant and Stratton games are very big. Um, Bill and Maria, USCAA opponent, we, we play them twice second semester. Those games are very big in terms of getting in a large bid. Um, so, you know, that second semester, we're at home a lot more. Hopefully, we're going to be able to find that nice rhythm. Our culture will be in place a little bit more. We'll be clicking on all cylinders and like I said finding that momentum to do our absolute best to get in that large bid and you know get into that national tournament at the end of the year and then you know once we get there you know it's a new season we refocus and you know we take care of business that coming from Clay Sherman once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora it's the first ever season for women's basketball for Brian and Stratton College here in Syracuse, New York. The Bobcats are hungry. They're ready. They're with it. Clay has a job that he he hasn't come through with yet. And I don't know. I don't know if Clay remembers this, but you got you got one job you got to do, Clay. I know you got to coach. I know you got to do your thing, but you got to bring some. You got to get some gear over here, man. You know. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. We're gonna we're gonna meet up. I'm gonna. I'll take care of you. I'll hook you up. So we got to make sure that's, uh, that, that we got the gear here inside of the studios. But, Clay, before I let you go, uh, something that I like to do here on the show, and, and you're always a great sport with everything, got a great personality. So 
We like to play rapid fire. I like, I'm going to put you on the hot seat for a couple questions. You're going to put me on the hot seat for a couple. I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. But that's how we're going to round out today's show. So following the first ever victory, a congratulations once again to Brian and Stratton Women's Basketball and to you. And with that being said, coming off of that win, let's uh, let's jump on the hot seat for a little bit. Are you ready to play? All right, so I will ask you the first one here. Clay, if you could create a superhero and you would be that superhero, what would be your superhero name and what would be your power? Uh, my power. Um, to jump as high as I want. Okay. And, and Baby Shaq. Baby Shaq. Okay. Baby Shaq. Translate right. to the basketball court, dominate on the floor, cheat a little bit with jumping. Yeah, Baby Shaq. All right, Baby Shaq. What's your first question for me? Um, Chick-fil-A or Popeyes? Oh, that is so easy. That is so easy. It, it's supposed to be. It's so easy. It's Chick-fil-A all day, every day, because I'm sorry, Popeyes, but the only thing that's Louisiana fast is how quickly it goes through your body. So... <laughs> It's the real deal. I was hoping it's Chick-fil-A there. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Oh, and you know what? I don't know if it's here yet. I got to look. I got to look while we're on the air right now. I'm keep I'm keeping you on here to, to see when when this is coming out here. So let's see. The Chick-fil-A shake. When is it coming to us? So is back starting Monday, November 11th. So as of today, the peppermint chocolate holiday shake is back at Chick-fil-A. So you just reminded me I have to go to Chick-fil-A today. I got to go. It's such a good shake. All right, my second question for you, Mr. Sherman, is if you had to choose an app between like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and all those, if you had to choose one and you could only watch that for the rest of your life, whatever was on it. Now, they can add stuff to it and whatnot, but you can only watch that for the rest of your life. Which app would you choose and why? Um... Honestly, right now, I'm big on YouTube TV. Okay. Um, right. You know, you, you can watch it on your phone, watch it on a computer, watch it on, you know, you can link it up to your TV, obviously, uh, but it has great sports. It has, you know, all the sports you can think of. You can record shows and everything. Like, if you want to record just a category like NCAA men's basketball, you can record that and all the all the basketball games are recorded. Um, you know, Kate, Kate likes to record, um, NCAA women's soccer. Okay. So she just, you know, clicks record and then, you know, we lay down at night and any soccer game she wants to watch is right there, ready to go. So, All right. Yeah, I have to say YouTube TV. All right. YouTube TV. I like it. There's some good sports stuff on there. And today is the official unveiling of Disney plus for November 12th. So I'm excited about that. What is your second question for me? My second question. Yes. All right. What is, um, what's your favorite sports moment in the history of sports oh man my favorite sports moment in the history of sports i would have to say there's probably a bunch i mean there's some that i experienced but i would say 2003 i was one of two people in my class at christian brothers academy that picked syracuse to win the national championship and i got made fun of for weeks and then all those people were high-fiving each other, and I told them to all put their hands down because they picked Duke and Michigan State and Kentucky. But so I said Syracuse is going to win, and they did. And, awesome. wow. and the coolest thing about it was the experience in the house. 
So my dad's sitting in the chair. My dad's sitting in like the old recliner that was like 150 years old. So he's sitting in the in the recliner. My mom and I are, my mom's standing. I'm kneeling in front of the TV like I'm about to go in. My dog Shady is laying on the floor. And when they won, I like, I literally was like, I put my hands up in the air and I was kneeling, I think on my right knee. And I was like, yes. And my dad started laughing. And my mom goes, wait, what? Is it over? Is it over? Did we win? And it like, and it was that like, we all like had our own like kind of emotional cry, but laugh, but oh my God, but this isn't real. So I would say, I would say that moment when I realized in, you know, just sitting there watching that TV, that my city, my city in that moment had a giant spotlight on it that the entire world could see. And I just remember, I remember being on the floor saying, this is like in this moment right now, everybody knows who Syracuse is. Everybody knows my city. And it's, there's just so much pride that goes into that, that I would have to say that's one of my favorite moments. Wow. That's, that's a great story. Yeah. So that's, that's the good stuff. But you know, my hope is that when Brian and Stratton women's basketball of Syracuse wins a national championship, I get to tell that story too. That's the whole point. So yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that coming from Clay Sherman, as always here, Clay, I appreciate it. You know, I hope everything goes well. You and I will meet up soon and we'll be in touch soon, but as always, thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for what you're doing for our community and just really uh, remember every single day that you walk into the office, just what you're doing and how you're doing it. I mean, you, every step that you take right now, nobody will ever get to take those steps because you're the first. So I just really hope that the moment hits you every day because living in the moment and looking back at the moment are two totally different things. So I hope you enjoy it as you're in it so that uh, when you look back years from now, you can you can really, you know, tell yourself and, and to tell the people that you love that you actually, you got to enjoy every minute of, of growing this thing. Because it's, it's hands down one of the most amazing things that very, very few people get to do is build something from scratch. So I really hope that you take that moment every day. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dan. I truly appreciate it. Thank you for taking your time to talk with, talk with me this morning. And thank you so much for all the advice. Um, I really enjoyed it. All right, man. Well, be good and give my best to the family. I'll talk with you soon. Absolutely. We'll talk soon, Dan. Thank right. you. Take care.